How would you like to ramp up your club's game day atmosphere? Big Screen Video is giving 10 lucky sports clubs the chance to win a $10,000 grant towards their own digital scoreboard. Register now at iCanWin.com.au slash BSV. Yeah. And I know you've got Justin Leppage ready to go, so I better keep quiet. Yeah, so much to talk about. And uh, we are going to start with a man who, well, we got him the job at Collingwood pretty much last year <laughs> on SEN and AFL Nation. And what a wonderful job he's done. And uh, to introduce him and ask the first question, it's great to have Matty Cox with us down Boundary Side. Afternoon to you, Matty. Thanks, Hutto. Pleasure to be down here. Beautiful day at the MCG and standing alongside the head of strategy at the Pies, Justin Leppage. 12 months ago, when you pulled the Collingwood polo on for the first time, did you think you'd be standing here on qualifying final day? Uh, probably not. <laughs> it's a short answer. Um, I, I guess with a team where it was ladder position was last year would, would probably make you think it wasn't. But, you know, I think there's still a lot of good things that were done. We've always had a pretty solid back six and some things to, you know, to, to work off. But I, I guess our percentage also shows that, you know, we haven't been a, a dominant team winning by big margins. But geez, one thing we, we do have is a spirit and the ability to stay in games. Leper. Do you actually? Wa- I mean, I'm sure you've watched the first two finals, but do you watch the first two finals with any thought to today, or are they irrelevant largely? Oh no, they're, they're pretty irrelevant. I mean, you talk about living in the moment. I mean, realistically, both both teams are just thinking that you know we, we want to get to the preliminary final as quickly as we can, and whoever we face, we face. You, you can't really think too far ahead, so you can't really barrack for opposition because you don't know. Uh, who you're playing and, and where you're playing. So, um, yeah, it's, it's really a moment-by-moment, this, this point on. Leper, it's, it's hard to find a weakness in the Geelong outfit, but is, is there something in their game style that you can exploit today? Uh, I, I guess they've quickened up their ball movement a little bit more, which comparative to last season, but we, we think even still, if the game becomes more live, uh, it'll suit us a little bit more. Um, but if, if they do mark the ball on us and, and control the ball, well, it's going to be very difficult for us. So um, we're conscious of that, uh, making sure that we, we don't give them too many marks in the front half of the ground for us, and, and, and then they can sort of you know prod their way through, which is obviously they've got some big targets up forward, so we just can't give them easy supply. Now, we asked Bolts this question against uh, before you guys played Carlton. The clearance numbers and the contested ball numbers obviously have been a weakness for the Pies this year. Can you get away with it today against a side like Geelong? Oh, probably not, but we said that every week um, and, and we've somehow found a way to win the game. Yep. I, I guess, you know, the, the, the damage on the scoreboard for stoppages probably doesn't reflect the stoppage loss itself, yep. so yep. if that makes any sense. So yep. we're just hanging in there and that. But you're right, you, you don't want to be losing territory as well. That, mean, that means every attack has to start from your defensive 50, uh, and no one wants that. So we've been working hard on it. Um, you know, it's, it's a tidy up area for us, so we've got some... Things in place today, and if that doesn't work, we've got a few contingencies, as you know, Sando. You've got a, you've got a list there that you, you keep going to, but um, as you know, mate, you often have to rob Peter to pay Paul. If yep. you put too many stoppage numbers up at the stoppages, well, then you're leaving more Geelong defenders free, which is you don't want to do that either. Leppy, you've been instrumental in how brave your defence has played. Do you get a little bit more nervous when you're giving Cameron and Hawkins that just that little bit of extra space to move, and, and you'll back yourself with more? And how? What does that look like from the box today? Uh, well, those guys have, I mean, our whole back six has been pretty good. I mean, particularly the weight of numbers of inside 50s recently, we, we've done well to hold up. We had obviously a, a period against Carlton where we just, you know, were really poor um, in that third quarter and, and, and they scored really quickly. But um, And we've had patches in games where that's happened, where we've just given up runs of scores. But uh, apart from that, um, I think we've, we've held up pretty well, uh, difficult circumstances. But... Um, Again, uh, I think the, the beauty about our team is probably the underrated part is in the last quarters, we, we've got great run, we've got great fitness and 
um, we've got great belief in that part of the game. What does it look like uh, strategically on game day? So Craig McRae's down on the interchange bench, managing things down there. You're up in the box. Are you the one making those strategical moves, or is he able to do that as well from ground level? Because it is more difficult to see down there. Oh, I guess we were lucky. We are all on the same page. We have a list of th- things that we, we go to and that we've used um, consistently uh, over the course of the season. Mo- most of them, it, it's funny because depending on the opposition often is, is what, what lever you'll pull. It's, it's not so much what the game's doing. And, and, and as I said before, often with Geelong, you don't want to leave too many. They'll want to get a spare behind the ball from stoppage so they can get that mark. And then the big question for us is what do we do about that? Other teams won't want to do that. You know, they'll, they'll, they'll have a completely different setup again. So that will be the challenge for us today. But as I said, we've got a list of stuff ready to go. I won't tell you what it is, Kano. But, um, you sure? Yeah. Oh, well, you know, <laughs> Give us the, one. Give bore, us one thing on the list. Bore the listeners to death, basically. <laughs> Tell Geelong, Leather. <laughs> okay, so what we're going to do, we're going to play six blokes on Hawkins. All right, we're going to try something. We're going to do the old Buddha hocking, put every 18 points behind the ball. <laughs> Who's your sub, Leather? You've, got, you've named Kruger as an emergency, which is an interesting one, given he hasn't played. You're hoping to squeeze him in to this final series at some stage? Have, have we not named that yet? I'm not probably not allowed to tell you then, am I? If there wasn't enough Geelong blokes up there, I'd probably tell you that. <laughs> but, you know. You are hoping to get him in, though, obviously. Yeah, well, stage. we think so. We think um, Nathan's uh, advantage not only is a key position forward or mobile forward, he pressures up really well, he can pinch hit in the ruck. So it's a, it's a possibility for us. I mean, we lose a ruck potentially through this campaign. Um, we're really light on in that area. So we, um, And because it was a shoulder injury, he was able to do all the, the running and all the leg stuff. I think with Brody Grundy, the difference is when you have... That amount of time off and it's a knee injury and, and he looked really, you know, he was sort of loping through the first stages of it. Um, but yeah, but given it's a shoulder, he's moving on top of the ground really well. And no dramas with Taylor Adams? No, he's good. Uh, he's trained now for a week and a half solid, so um, fingers crossed. It's something he's had, I think, for most of his career that he's had to manage. So um, yeah, so he's, uh, he's all over that. I mean, you're an extremely experienced finals player and, and coach. How, how do you think the game will be played compared to a home and away game? We saw Thursday night, very, I mean, the numbers say there's more contests and uh, lower scores and a few other things. That certainly wasn't the case on Thursday night. Last night was a bit more that way, but then those, are the t- those two teams more likely to play that way. Do you, do you think there's any difference in the way the game's played today as compared to if it was a round 12 game? Well, I guess when the prize is a bit higher, the, the pressure goes up a little bit more. The urgency does go up. But it's just natural. So um, I think we've seen that in, in every game so far. The, the, the contest and pressure component of it's been really high. And then it's just what are the two teams doing? You, you know, we saw Thursday night, two attacking teams. I think they both scored over 100, didn't they? So that's you don't see that often in finals. Um, whereas this game might be a little bit different. It might be more around the, the 80 mark. So um, we'll see. Good luck. Thanks for joining us. No worries, guys. Have a good call. Justin Lepich has been a part of what has been a terrific team. It's been... Uh, Fantastic, hasn't it? Just, a, just put together such a good yeah. combination. And you'd be able to tell us better than anyone, Sando. I mean, we in the media, I, I know there was a concerted effort. I was part of it five or six years ago to try and put more attention on the assistants and make it a bit more like the NFL. And yeah, yeah. It just didn't work. We're just... I mean, there is obviously some assistants are higher profile than others, particularly those that are ex-coaches or yep. champion players, but so much goes on the senior coach. But it seems that Craig McRae has, has put to put together just a terrific team with, with the experience of, of Leper and Brennan Bolton, particularly alongside him and, and people like Scotty Selwood. Yeah, well, McRae's been open in saying that it's it's been a team effort, as much as we want to say how great... Craig McRae's been, but um, yeah, you've got to you've got to acknowledge the the difference that that Lepich and Bolton and I know Hayden Skipworth was there the year before, but that that team is just 
getting the best out of this squad. They're just doing so well. And even, I mean, you look last night at the Swans and and, and quickly we, we acknowledge the impact that uh, Longmire has. But you think about the guy one out, one back is Don Pike, who yeah. obviously had great success with the Crows and almost pinched a grand final. And I think a lot of the Swans ball movement and how exciting they're playing, you can probably relate to the to the mindset and the offensive strategy of a guy like Don Pike. So... Yeah, I think, I think probably you're right, Hutto. At, at, at times we go after the senior coach when things aren't going well. We, we have to acknowledge that it is a team effort and exactly Kane's question, you know, you've got McRae down at ground level. Yeah. It's really hard to see anything, <laughs> to, to be How honest. How much time did you spend down at ground level? No, coach? zero, none. Because no, no, you just, like exactly what Kane said, you can't actually see anything strategically. It's more of a management type yeah. uh, situation where you can, you can speak to players directly, you can look them in the eye. Um, but what it, what it means is Craig McRae would have incredible trust of what uh, Bolton and Skipworth and and um, and Leper are doing upstairs. They're obviously seeing the game and, and sort of relating key information to McRae on the bench. I think it's particularly pertinent when it comes to what Essendon are doing now and, and what North Melbourne have done in, yep. with Clarko, isn't it? I feel like the role of the senior coach is both overrated and underrated. Like, yep. it, you think, oh, he's just one of a team, but they just set so much up for how the club, apart from some like the reputation that Clarko brings and therefore the players go to play for him. But, mm. I mean, I go back a long way. To, I remember seeing Dennis Pagan's first training session at North Melbourne. You know, I used to do the rounds on the TV. And go, and those days we actually go and watch training. Yep. And it was like, wow, this was the best training. Instantly, the best training I'd ever seen. Yeah. Now, I, I use that as an example. It's a, as I said, it's a long time ago. But there's so many elements, and, and you would have realised at the moment you became senior coach, that a coach, senior coach has to do that, that relies on him and only him yep. when, when you go into a, into well, this a club. Will, this will sound crazy, Hutto, but when you become a senior coach, you do a lot less coaching than what you do as an assistant coach. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi finals, all thanks to McDonald's. Mackers, together and loving it. TNCs apply.